Welcome to Conspiracy of Light. This is episode 10, and we're talking about episode 9. Is that right? Yes, that's that right? exactly okay. right. <laughs> and, and that episode is entitled Death Walker. What a cool name. I know. I was, I was running a little late, but I, I, uh, I couldn't remember what the hour of scampering was, so... Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh, was the other one the hour of longing? The hour of sorrow. Sorrow? Longing? Yeah. No? Scampering yeah. or longing. Maybe it was longing. Yeah, I think it was longing. <laughs> the hour of longing and the hour of scampering. <laughs> oh, man. Ambassador Kosh has been a busy boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that line. But he was. He was a big part of this episode, and we haven't seen a lot of him before. And so it's kind of exciting to see him stay in his shell, so to speak. Yeah, when we saw the pilot, you were so excited about Kosh, and you're like, it sounded like you knew him really well. And and when the <laughs> series started, I was like, this guy hasn't even shown up. Like, where's Kosh been? But man, oh Kosh, I think Kosh's everything. been there all the way. He's just in the background. Yeah, yeah. The so, show's about Kosh. <laughs> Is it really? I didn't know that. No. <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> Oh, so, Death what, Walker, what, what was your initial impression of this episode? So, uh, yeah, I guess that, you know, that, that line at the end by Garibaldi of, uh, you know, Ambassador, Ambassador Kosh has been a busy boy today. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's it. That's it in a nutshell. Because <laughs> that's, that's what they were going to subtitle it, right? <laughs> Death yeah, Walker, yeah. Sub, subtitle, Ambassador you know. Kosh has been a busy boy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you where my mind is at because okay. – um, I don't know when we'll publish this, but we're recording it right after the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones. And yes. the internet has been going uh, crazy about that, uh, about what happened. And I couldn't help think about that and and the discussions that have been going on around that in this episode. Because the Deathwalker, the, the character Jadur, is mm-hmm. this mass murderer. You know, and they're getting this, I don't know if it's a, an opportunity at redemption or or how they want to see it, right? But that, that seems to play well. But just this idea of how how you view this person who has done these atrocities and, and all of these horrible things, it was, it, was a, it was a great episode. It was really full of, you know, moral themes and so many ideas. Just, oh, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, so Jadur, she's a, a member of the Dilgar, and the Dilgar had a really nasty battle with the what we what we now call the non-aligned worlds, um, which uh, comprise one vote of the Babylon Five Council. Um, mm-hmm. But the non-aligned worlds have had they, terrible things have been done to them in the, in the name of science, I guess is the best way to put it, uh, by Jadur, and. Uh, it sounds like she also had a hand in doing some manipulation on Narns, and uh, I don't think Earth really got too much affected by by Jadur, but the way Earth got affected is they took kind of a moral stand with the non-aligned worlds in order to get rid of the Dilgar 30 years ago or something. So I, I guess somehow... The whole race vanished except for Deathwalker, who is only alive as a result of her, her, and uh, I, I was going to call it Infinity Serum, her <laughs> longevity serum, her uh, everlasting serum, whatever the thing is. Her mad science. 
Her mad science, yes. And she's a nasty piece of work. It might take a minute to, for you to kind of feel like she's a nasty piece of work, but if you don't feel like she's a nasty piece of work at the end of the episode, I think we can't be friends. <laughs> you, you know who's great, though? Who? Natath, who kicked the shit out of Death Walker at the beginning. Oh, yeah, she did. I could not believe how violent that scene was. Because, you know, like in Star Trek and another sci-fi show, it's like, you know, the punch from a foot away and, you know, somebody yeah. flies back. Like, she just hit her and hit her again and then took out a tool and just bashed her again. She was ready to kill her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, we were, we were witnessing a murder and they just stopped it, like, right at the end. And, I mean, I, th- I think that set the tone for the episode, right? There was no... Like, there wasn't even a question in Atoth's mind that that was Jador and this is going to happen. Yep. Man, wow, wow. Burned into her blood, she said. Yeah, yeah. and then she told us why, right? It's like, they wiped out her family, then then tortured her her, her grandfather, um, killed most of them. It's like, and just, just that's just her personal reasons for it. Right. She's not even caring about all the other terrible things that Deathwalker did. And I'm sure yeah. Deathwalker is the name that she was given by other people, not herself, obviously. Yeah. Although she likes it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. She she gets off on that. Like that whole speech at the end about how we will become the the Dilgar, that that was just heart-wrenching. Yeah, no, that was incredible we will to fall see. fall upon each other to be exactly like them. Yeah. You Oof. will become us," she yes. said. Um, t- in earlier, earlier in the episode, she does this maniacal laugh. This really, evil I know. Laugh. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, she's the bad guy, definitely, no doubt." Just in case I was we wondering sure. why, why the maniacal laugh? It's it, it, you just have to identify her, I guess. So there's no chance that we're going to have a gray area here whatsoever. This is the wrong person to hang out with. Yeah, you know, this is something really interesting about again about going back to a show that's 25 years old. In a genre, in, in the genres that we continue to watch TV in, and back then, I think I mentioned this book before. Everything bad is good for you. And mm-hmm. Stephen Johnson talks about how basically the movie studios and the TV studios just assume that everyone is dumb, and so, and and to an extent, like CBS does this a lot, where they're like just so much exposition, like everyone has to tell you what happened before, what's happening right now, and what's going to happen, and then they keep refreshing your memory mm-hmm. and it's so different from shows or even movies like the other day my, my mom was asking me questions about uh endgame and mm-hmm. she was saying like that did that happen you know, not endgame infinity war she was saying like when did this happen i was like well, well it, it didn't happen on screen it just we know that it happened because they kind of told us but they didn't have to show us everything it's just know? alluded to yeah yeah and tv has become a lot like that like there's so much in again game of thrones where so many things that we don't see and it leads to so much discussion and it seems it leads to so much analysis and people disagree because they don't show you everything. But here there's no gray area whatsoever. We've talked about this in the past year. Like there's no gray <laughs> in some of these episodes. Like there's just absolutely no way that you can, if you were even debating like halfway through the episode, if, if Jador was evil, that laugh did it. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to yeah. let you know she's really bad. <laughs> right, because nobody nobody good laughs like that. No, no, there no. There is a particular characterization. I'm just thinking about that. Like, have I ever laughed like that? I don't know. Maybe you're in a board game. 
Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but not when you did something good. <laughs> no problem. Maybe not. I don't, good for not. me. <laughs> People suffered before that laugh. I'm sure of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But still, I was still, my own death walker. <laughs> <laughs> but still a very cool character and, and the way that everybody reacted to her and, and the politics and the games that were being played in the background were, you know, classic Babylon 5. Wonderful. Love it yes. so much. Well, I think, uh, you know, looking at Straczynski's writing style, he wants to draw a very clear line right now between good and bad so that we can choose sides, I guess, basically. Um, yeah, this wasn't a discussion about good or bad. It was, there was a very, um, th- there was a, a question about morality that yeah. was much more nuanced and really wasn't answered. Right? It's like, how do you, what do you do with someone like this who was a mass murderer and now has the potential to, like Sinclair said, she can save more lives than she took? What yes. do you do? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because his perspective wasn't that I'm going to have to kill people in order to get this. This was it was that you know this is going to somehow help us all. So now I'm trying to figure out how do we handle this. And of course now I've got Earth Alliance telling me that I've got to turn her over to them. And there's no possible way that she's Death Walker. That was long ago, and she'd be dead by now. But we want her here as soon as possible. Once uh, again, okay. Earth Earth acting very suspicious. Like yeah. Earth is not a uh, like a a good guy <laughs> in this world not so far no and and also you know uh the guy i center hidoshi is that right i think maybe that's his name he mm-hmm. calls sinclair and says i understand you have someone there so it wasn't sinclair that told him yeah true true so it, true. eyes and ears i guess somewhere on the station keeping up with all the details of the station and yeah or maybe it's just the fact you know that natath lit into him into her that now it's gotten back to earth already i think she was on her way to earth and she was apprehended that's because uh jakar later said whatever deal that earth has made with you will triple it so i think yeah. that was established before yeah. like she was on her way yeah that's probably true yeah and also like so so she was dressed as a mambari registered as mambari was in a mambari ship yes she was in a mambari ship which was really weird because she was protected being... by the wind swords, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. which uh, we don't know much about the wind swords, except they're one of the most militant groups in the Membari uh, uh, pantheon, circle, whatever you want to call that, the the large conglomerate of uh, Membari people, I guess. That's yeah. They sound cool. Like uh, yeah, I love the name wind swords. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and and what does she she points out? I think she's the one that points out. That they say that you have a hole in your mind. Oh, yeah. She brought that up again. That old gem. (laughs) (laughs) That old gem, yeah. (laughs) Gonna get it tattooed on my back. I have a hole in my mind. So not only did Sinclair recently discover that he was captured and, and presented to and done, something was done to him by the Great Council, now he knows that other Mimbari groups talk about him like like they know him. Like they know more about him than he does. Right. Huh. If, if I'm Sinclair, I'm starting to get really pissed off about all this. Got to have a, a sit down with Delenn. Yeah. <laughs> Who wasn't in this episode at all. She was off somewhere and uh, Lanier was taking her place. Yeah. 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 
Yep. And I like the way they built up that vote because Lanier's in the middle, but they didn't go to Lanier early on. <laughs> you yeah. wanted you wanted Lanier in the middle because he was going to be the vote that's somehow going to turn things one way or the other, and it did turn things one way. Yeah. Not the way that uh, anyone expected. Yeah. Yeah. So it was my research that I did that I learned that the, the League of Non-Aligned Worlds count as one single vote. So they all vote together, yep. and whatever the consensus of their group says, that becomes their vote for that group as if it's a sixth member of the, the Security Council. Yes. So how many, that how I many planets are there in the League? What's that? How many planets are in the League? You know, I don't know if we know that. Hmm. Um, I don't know if they've identified most of those races yet. Um, they've just yeah. kind of treated them as kind of the, they're this uh, you know the small crowd. I wanted to say rabble, but rabble has a negative connotation. But there's a small crowd of of creatures that we don't have any understanding of. They just show up once in a while. Yeah. Uh, the I'm, first I'm, to come to attack Babylon Five is a Drazi. Yeah. And then after that, they talk about some other races, but I don't remember the names of those races. And Ivanova, of course, does her magic Ivanova stuff and gets them to argue about who has claim, which is perfect. <laughs> she put her game face on. Hi, Absolutely. welcome to Babylon 5. <laughs> How can I be of service? <laughs> like she's answering a phone call. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> You've just cold called Babylon 5. How can I help you? <laughs> oh, so... so. Uh, that is that is interesting. We still don't know a lot about the the league. We've talked about them in the past because these votes have have come up. Yep. We don't yeah. know. And that is like, why are they worth less than the rest? You know, that's I think that's something we talked that's about. That's a really too. good question. Yeah, we don't. And know. And I don't think they've given us an answer so far. Yeah. Yeah. And. I don't know, maybe it's like they're more primitive or they have less access to capital or whatever it is, it's going to be really interesting, like politically. Like, well, how, how do you justify that? Well, they and, do call themselves the League of Non-Aligned Worlds, which means there must be something about uh, the council that they object to, but they still want a voice on the council. Yeah, it's possible. That's just me guessing. I don't really yeah. have an answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes sense to me that they're they're taking some kind of lower step in the echelon because they're not recognized as playing along i guess basically like we're gonna be here but we don't you know we we couldn't possibly yeah. let this opportunity pass us up but at the same time we're not gonna buy completely into your alliance here that's a good point because i'm thinking about it like i live in puerto rico puerto rico can't vote like people who live in puerto rico can't vote for president there's no representation in congress or the senate it's very weird and puerto rico has more american citizens than many states in the united states and it is it's something you know that like you think about when you live here <laughs> it's like yeah. why why is that the case that's not fair and so i'm thinking about it in 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 that sense but you're absolutely right it could be by choice it could be that they don't want an allegiance with these people but they want a stake in what is happening and the only way to be involved is like well you don't want to join our alliance cool but then you're all like you'll have one vote like you can you can yeah. participate but there are like there's you don't get the benefits of alliance if you're not allied, but you still get to, to a seat at the table. So, again, however that plays out, that's going to be oh, – there's so much potential there for story and for so many different things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Balance of power shifting and so many – oh, man. I guess it's and easier when there's only six races. races there in that group, right? Uh, I know you see the Drazi there all the time. and 
I don't know what the name of the race with the like the almost like mohawk like thing coming up is, but that that race has been there a couple of times now. And she was leading, right? She yes. was the one in, in in charge, seeming seemingly. Yeah, she was setting the setting the pace. Pretty much, I, I'm going to put myself between you and your objective because uh, you're going to have to kill us if you're going to take Jadur off the station. Yeah. Which I mean, imagine you're Sinclair. You're you're put in a really bad predicament. You you might on some level know that this is a really bad moral decision to send her to Earth. And and then you've got this idea that okay she's got this uh, uh, this fountain of youth serum that she's peddling and so maybe there's going to be something good come out of it and somehow she convinced him that that's the case and now he's got to deal with the League of Non-Aligned Worlds in some kind of way that doesn't get him in trouble with Earth Alliance who have told him this has got to happen so he have to, he has to make a lot of like quick play actions in order to make this work and. Uh, I guess he convinced everybody there at the end that it was yeah. worthwhile to let this happen. Well, I mean, in the vote, he voted to have the trial here. So technically, he went against what Earth told him to do. He did. So that was really interesting. They never showed him checking back in. He just voted to have it here. So that he definitely, he was the only one who agreed or sided with the League of Planets. So Is that, that true? There's only two votes to three? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And one abstention. Lanier was the third. Yeah. And okay. Okay. Yeah. So that was a political move right there. Yeah. Because technically. Because he, he was putting his, his job on the line right there. Yeah. Yeah. He completely went against his superiors <laughs> in yeah. that vote. But I think, I don't know, maybe he heard the maniacal laughter before. And this was all, and this was all before <laughs> she told him. He's just him, passing by a room. He's like, oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't think we should. Yeah. I think. I think she's trouble. <laughs> Garibaldi, have you heard her laugh? <laughs> you know, and it's it's so funny. So so we're clear that she's a villain. And when she finally tells us the story, right, this horrible, evil plan that she's been working on for decades, and it's working perfectly, and everybody is feeding into it, and it looks like it's going to work. Yeah. I thought that Sinclair was going to do something there. I thought if Sinclair's the hero... He's gonna he's gonna kill her right now. That was my thought. But he didn't, right? Then he was like, No, I have to do my job. I'm gonna I'm gonna send her back, get get her out of here. And that was like I don't know, that was what was in my mind because it was so just so evil. Such a horrible plan. And and the thought of it coming to fruition, like it made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And the moment Kosh came into that room, I was like, get out. Kosh does what Sinclair can't. Yeah. And and it was it was like it was it was and dream he's fulfillment. completely immune to any problems as a result. Ah uh, yeah, that's <laughs> Because that's the true. Vorlon race is apparently so mysterious and so powerful that nobody could even like they just their vote really is the main vote right at this point, you know, because nobody can go against the Vorlon, it seems. There, there were so many things that Sinclair said at the end. As he said, like, is it always going to be like this, where it's about power and who has the most of it and, and, and who can take control? And then he, he had this comment, maybe maybe you remember it, which was like, uh, we're at the mercy of the gods or something like that, of God. And then Garibaldi's like, yeah, but God's got nothing on <laughs> Oh, no, he says uh, God works in mysterious ways. Is that what he said? Okay. okay. And Garibaldi says, uh, yeah, but God's a con artist compared to the Vorlon. <laughs> 
<laughs> and before that, they were talking about the power and all that. But just that whole conversation, right, shows that the like Kosh is on another level, right? The Vorlan are on another level. They 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 came in, they killed him, and everybody was like, "Oh well, I guess that's that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no yeah, consequences what, what for the, you. What was it that Malari said? Was like, "Oh, I guess that's that. All's well that ends well." <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then, like a boss, Kosh is like, y'all don't deserve immortality. You're not ready for it <laughs> yes, yet. Yes, yes. I decided you not you're not ready for, for it yet. We're gone. We're done. We're done here. I'm leaving. I'm back to my quarters. <laughs> and this, again, and so this is all after he already played Talia, right? So, Oh, yeah. So, so this whole time. I was time, wondering what you thought of that whole sequence because that – that for me is uh, is uh, a fascinating little moment. It's amazing, right? Let, let's like recap real quick. Uh, Kosh says, goes to Talia, is like, I need to hire you for a negotiation. This this strange person comes by for the negotiation. They're happening. They're just speaking in riddles, and Talia has no idea what uh, what is going on. She's sick of it. Finally, she like she's getting these visions, and then finally, at the end of it, she gets this really long vision. And the guy like takes off his hat, shows his brain, pulls out a a, a, a crystal, gives it to yeah. Kosh, and yeah. and we're done. Yeah. And and so w- what happened was that Kosh manipulated Talia into having her stand there while they kept saying words to trigger her memories, and then the other guy, the vicar, <laughs> so called, VCR, yeah, <laughs> uh, was recording her memories to then give them to Kosh. And again, Kosh in like the most badass way possible was like, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take this, keep it for later. Peace. <laughs> that reflections. Was it. What do you say? Reflections, uh terror and uh, one terror was terror. And something for the future. Yeah. And yeah. that's it. That's all we get. <laughs> so mysterious. So mysterious. So badass. <laughs> Talia's just like, what the hell just happened to me? So after he did that, and you're thinking, like, I don't know what he did, but that was cool. It's like messed up that he did that to, to Talia. I feel bad for Talia, but whatever he did, he did it like a badass. And then he came in right after that and killed Jador. Yeah, and walked that's away. all in sequence. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like we're building up. Oh, I don't know. It was, again, so many questions, so many mysteries. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I was gonna go back and try to see if I could find what he said. Yeah, because I, I thought it was important. Yeah, one was reflection. One was one was terror. One was terror. I forgot the one in between. Reflection, surprise, terror surprise, for terror. the future. For the future. For the future. And then he paid her, right? Which is like yeah. the weirdest part. A healthy sum, I guess, is uh, what he yeah. paid her. <laughs> so weird she said that the price is right you know but i don't understand these these negotiations so talia and kosh are two pieces that are not there all the time but they're building them into really interesting pieces again like talia's leveled up she's not really a level five like she said but and then kosh did this thing i don't know i don't know that was just that was just like cool and interesting and mysterious and there's like there's no answers to that, so so eventually one day we'll find out what's going on there. But yeah, but and, and we talked about like how bad Jador was, but I think the the crux of the episode is really in like that moral 
dilemma. Like, what do you do with this person now that they can help us? And even like how and how much that changed everyone's mind because the league was saying we want to try her right now for her crimes against sentience. I, I like the way they said that. And so it was like you killed so many things, just like just like no other way to describe how much of a mass murderer you are than just saying that you committed crimes against sentience. That's that's yeah, pretty that's a that's a <laughs> that's a pretty all encompassing statement. Yeah, yeah. And then the vote happens, it's a no, they're furious, and Sinclair tells them, actually, she's got this fountain of youth. And then they're like, Oh, okay, okay, she's a mass murderer, but now we can we can get some benefit. That is that is so strange how that like it works, right? Like that idea was enough to offset what she'd done before in a way, like to change enough to change people's minds. Yeah. Even though they had that plan of like, oh yeah, yeah, like we'll we'll try her afterwards. Is about is it about us trying to see the best in in a terrible situation? Because we can't even fathom that someone is that that dark you know like, yeah. like almost in, you know it's it's like pick any villain and you're I, I don't know if this happens for you but for me i'm always looking for well how can you be that bad there's got to be something redeeming about you somewhere and if i get just a glimmer i can hang on to it i can go oh okay i got yeah. it now like and like villain stories are fascinating right villain stories like a, g- a good villain origin story a villain that you can uh sympathize for or empathize, or empathize with is the best type of villain and yeah. and then also like the badass one but but right but, but the ones you care about like it's it's so strange and and that conflict that tension is part of the fun of you like oh like man if my life would have been just like a little bit different that could have been me or something like that you know like i know yeah. that person like the, yeah. you start thinking things like that oh but so then one? he goes to the non-aligned worlds and he says that we've got this truth serum and, and they, they say, okay, well, maybe there's, maybe there's hope. Maybe there's something here. Maybe we can do something with this. Not truth serum. Not Longevity truth serum. Longevity serum. <laughs> serum just goes with truth. I just, it's automatic for me. It's true. It's true. So I, I, I think that must be what happens because how else do you suddenly change from this is a terrible person and we've got to make sure that this terrible person is destroyed to, Oh, okay. Uh, we'll wait. It'll be all, it'll all be okay. And all the ships lead Babylon five. Nobody's firing on Babylon five anymore, which nobody had a chance of doing anything to Babylon five in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. You saw that drowsy pilot and he's like, he swallows really hard when they, when she says, I've got my guns trained on you and you won't have a chance. Yeah. I mean, it what makes you think that, it was going to happen. That ship was pretty big, though. So I kind of got the impression that he could have done some damage. But Babylon's uh, guns are bigger, no doubt. Yeah. But I, I still think he could have done some damage. And once there were three ships there, I think I think they could have done a lot of damage. If they'd all agreed <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> to was... what had to be done. Yep, yep. I don't know. I, I might have seen some other show where where somebody got people arguing about who who could lay claim, and that was the way of stalling it. I'll have to look for that. Yeah, it seems like it might be a Star Trek thing. Hmm. Which I know people people do this thing where they compare Babylon Five to Deep Space Nine and to Star Trek, and <laughs> and of course JMS hates it. But whether on purpose or by accident, there are a lot of parallels. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, a lot of stories uh, have similar situations and and outcomes and strategies. So, but I think that if we're like big sci-fi nerds, those are probably the first ones that come to mind. Yeah, I I don't know if I can think of anybody like Death Walker in my my pantheon of shows that I've watched. Um. Hmm. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, right. I think it's like, Oh, Hitler, you know, and, and, and <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what I was thinking about throughout the whole episode. Red skull. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's like, what if, what if Hitler was like, Hey guys, before you shoot, check out this cool thing I just made. Can we make a deal? Yeah. What would have happened? Yeah. There's a, and actually there's stories. Um, there's a comic book I read called The Manhattan Projects, mm-hmm. and I forgot. It's it's about these you know like these scientists from you know the from, from the Nazi, Nazi Germany regime. who came in and like the United States hired them to create you know horrible things or well or like just like crazy stuff <laughs> like lots of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah I think I think there's and and I, I've. I'm, I'm mixing my history and my and my fiction. Sure, I know that you know scientists did come from different countries to the United States. People who were considered war criminals and then came and uh, actually now what's that movie with? What's the movie with Steve Gutenberg? Um, where they clone Hitler, and then they put oh, all the clones in different families. No do you remember this? No. I used to talk about this movie all the time. I'm it's, so lost now. There's a, there's a movie where, where they clone Hitler, and then they take all the clones and they put them in families that they believe uh, that, that are similar to um, Hitler's upbringing. And they basically try to – they know that by simply cloning Hitler, they can't create another Hitler, but they, they, need, to, um, they need to raise another Hitler. And so – all around the world, there are these families who are trying to raise a new Hitler. And I remember if Steve Gutenberg is a reporter or, but there was a doctor who like, ran this experiment and he was, I don't know, I'm confusing my, my stuff now. It doesn't it's matter. It's a really bizarre story yeah. that I have to find out about now. It's a great movie. Oh, it's a really old movie, but I, oh, I can't remember. I, I don't remember the, the name. Damn. Well, I'll have to look for it because all I got on Steve Gutenberg is just like police academy. <laughs> That's my immediate outcome. Yeah. All right. So, um this this is a movie I have to take a look at. But so yeah, I I think we can compare her to maybe some some Nazi Germany kind of things. Um it wasn't three men and a baby, was it? <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> I know it wasn't. I'm just <laughs> right, let me search. I just don't have any clues, so I'm just coming up with random names. Oh, he's done a lot that I didn't know about. Uh alternate universe of rescue. There's just a ton of stuff. I'm just gonna let it go. Alright, so The Boys from Brazil, that's what it's called. Okay. Alright. From nineteen seventy eight. It's really good. Okay. We'll have to check that out to see if I can't even imagine why people need to raise Hitler. Why would you need another Hitler? That's kind of the yeah. That's the point of the movie. I think I think Germany or like the not Germany, the country, but like 
Nazis who survived were trying to, you know, they, they, oh, they, they, they needed oh, a so it's a, it's yeah. a kind of a Nazi plan. Like mm -hmm. we we lost our Hitler, so now let's create a new Hitler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Because we, we need someone with the same charisma as he has, or I don't know. That's well, that's that's, uh, that's kind of what they're testing. You know, they're again the idea is that it's not just nature; it's nurture that created Hitler. It's a fascinating movie. Check it out, <laughs> Boys from Brazil. <laughs> Boys from Brazil. Okay. So if we wanted to redeem Deathwalker, if we want to redeem Jadur, if there's any possible way, I, I can't see it right now, but I, I'm trying to because just. Well, that, that's the irony, right? She's using this idea that maybe she's a good person now, or maybe she said, this is going to be my legacy, right? That our people, the legacy of my people is that uh, we helped, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. but, but at the end, it's like that idea is so uh, sweet, right? It is so yeah. uh, enticing. And yet, that is, that is not, uh, that's obviously not her plan. That's uh, having people believe that is part of her plan. Yes. Yes, she she wants, but so we don't even know much about the Dilgar and why this particular battle happened and what happened with the, with uh what why they were doing all these experiments and what have you. Maybe they were just uh, another group of people who were like everybody should be Dilgar, and if you're not Dilgar, then bye bye to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's what it was. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know either. Um. So, it was an eventful episode, oh, and we did get to find out a little bit more about Sinclair. Uh, he was raised by Jesuits, which I thought was an interesting thing to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. uh, let me pull that back up here. Too many, too many windows. Not enough. Uh, yeah. So Sinclair was taught by Jesuits, um, and so. He was talking about the, the the Vorlons, and he said it was ten years for a first contact, mm -hmm. uh, and now we're stuck with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody's got something to hide, and uh, Kosh has the most, apparently. Always. <laughs> and you heard you heard Kosh speak more, so he, his uh, his mysteriousness is even more powerful. I wish I could remember all the things he said. Yeah. In that uh, in that conversation with the vicar, the the one thing, uh, um, something about the paint bristles do not necessarily mean that you will actually create art. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. Some really yeah. good moments there. Yeah. Between him and the vicar. Yeah. But again, like to to discover that it was they were just trying to trigger her memory. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and why they were trying to figure, trigger her memory is going to be the big question going forward. So. Yep, we don't know. We have more questions than we have answers, and that's uh, that's as Babylon 5 is. I don't mind. kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our next one. I don't even remember the name of the next episode right now, but I'm looking forward to it. Let's see. The next episode is called Believers. Ooh. That is episode number 10. Got it. It'd be our episode number 11. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait. Me either. All right. Well, any any final thoughts? Have we have we already kind of said everything we need to say? I think I think we said everything we needed to say because Okay. Yeah. It was it was just it was just a lot of fun. It was so good. Yep. Yep. I I'm really glad that you're uh 
You're taking the journey with me, so. Fasten and you tosh. listeners, we recognize you're here, and, and we're glad you're listening as well. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next time, Hostway, and uh, we'll check out some more. <laughs> I don't have a tagline for the show. We don't. We don't. <laughs> the name of the place is Conspiracy of Light. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs>